Hey, welcome to the Timmy Riggs Podcast, Life in the Meantime. There's something I just want to jump right out of the gate, talk about, and uh, this is something that I have been, I think I've struggled with for a lot of my life, and so now I'm finally, I feel like over the last couple of years, uh, getting a hold of it, and there's a couple of reasons. Part of it is because there's other, there are people that I look up to, right, kind of have exposure to, and then there's books that I've been reading, and it's led me to this belief and idea that I want to live by and for it to kind of be the uh, maybe the anchor of of my life whether that's just my personal life my marriage my career and it is the belief the idea that good enough is not enough good enough is not enough I think that we constantly allow good enough to be enough and it sounds really harsh but I think that uh, we have maybe a culture or um a idea in the world today, or at least in the world that I live in, that, uh, you know, you don't have to change or you don't have to challenge yourself or the people closest to you. And I just don't agree with that. I think that one of the reasons I'm seeing growth in my life is because I have people around me that are, are constantly trying to grow themselves and to improve and to get better. And I, uh, that, that raises me up and that makes me want to be better and to grow. And so it's that idea of a rising tide raises all ships. And so um, I think that if you are just, if it's really easy to just fall into good enough, then A, first maybe check and see who do you hang around the most? Who is closest to you and are they speaking uh, life into you or challenging you? You know, it's that idea of challenge and support. And so good enough is not enough. You know, I just, I want a great life. And I talk to a lot of people and I think that is common. I don't think anyone's like, no, you know, I would just love, uh, I would love a good enough life. Like, no, I want a great life. I want an exciting life, an adventurous one, a big life. And that can look different for everybody. I have my specific ideas of what I would like that to look like. But for you, you can have a great life. And it can look a lot different than my life. But I think a big part of it is making sure that we don't fall into the habit of just letting good enough be enough. Because it won't be. It will lead to um, contempt for us. We'll be feeling frustrated. We'll be feeling stuck. Uh, I think a huge part of what makes human beings happy is progress, moving forward, feeling like, okay, I've got this next step I have to take. And uh, we all love um, when we accomplish something. I think even literally just doing the dishes. When I finish doing the dishes, I am like, man, I feel good. You know, it's this idea of um, just that like science behind like when the dopamine kicks in when you accomplish certain tasks and you achieve things and obviously there's a downside where some people chase that and so you have to have the balance but I think there's a lot of times where we let good enough fall into these categories of our life maybe it's our weight and our health habits well I do good enough right but then each year as we approach January 1st it's like, oh man, this is the year I'm going to kick it in. I'm going to drop those 30 pounds. I'm going to start having healthy habits. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat. What, right? Like, but then come six months, well, really a few weeks, but then like that six months in between, we might be like feeling bad about ourselves that we didn't accomplish what we set out to accomplish when the year started. But then we kind of let ourselves fall into the habit of, well, it was good enough. You know, I'm doing good enough. I'm busy. And we just live in excuses, right? Uh, so I think that is one area, our weight and our health. 
our finances ha- just so easy well I'm doing good enough I'm doing the most I can right and uh, I think that that is why we don't progress forward and maybe collect more and more debt and more and more bills uh, and yet we have maybe not any growing income coming in so higher expenditures and the same amount of income is gonna lead to disaster and I think we hide behind the guys it's good enough it's good enough our relationships uh, well if I tell these people I can't hang out with them or I'm busy or no whatever then maybe I won't have anybody to hang out with and so well these are good enough these people are good enough and yet they're not challenging you every time you hang out it's just constantly bashing other people or talking about all the things you thought about doing or what you should do and no one's actually pushing you forward and no one's challenging you so you're sticking with the same beliefs that you've had for the last five years and you just feel like well they're good enough everything in my life is good enough and then our faith I think a lot of Christians specifically uh, because again that's the world I'm, I'm in I'm a college pastor and uh, I think so many Christians get stuck and well my faith's good enough you know, I've been saved. Jesus loves me. He's filling me with grace and compassion. And so my faith's good enough. And so we don't live really in a powerful, believing faith that, that hey, what God promises, that the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, that now somehow through his mysterious grace, his Holy Spirit activates my life. And that each day I can step out and I can do great, excellent things. Instead, we just think, well, what Jesus has done for me was enough. That's good enough. And I'll just kind of be like everybody else. I'll let stress and anxiety rule my world. I won't take Jesus for uh, his words where he says, don't worry. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. Instead, we're going to be like, hey, Jesus, thanks for dying on the cross. Everything else, I got it. I'll handle it. And uh, let me just live stressed out for the next 60 years. That is a faith where at the end of the day, we just say, well, it's good enough. It's good enough. When we put in good enough effort in those things, we actually end up getting poor results. It kind of, it's that compounding uh, effect. So when we just do all those things, well, they're just good enough. You know, hey, how many books have you read this year? Well, I thought about reading this book, but I decided not to. Uh, but I've been watching podcast, or I've been uh, watching Netflix specials and listening to some audiobooks. I almost finished an audiobook this year, but you know I got halfway through. It was kind of boring. But honestly, I felt like it was good enough. I felt like I got what I needed to get out of it. And instead of moving forward and being like, well, I had a goal of reading 12 books a year, so once a month I want to finish a book, and I didn't finish it, but I ate, I read eight. And so I'm getting there, and this year my goal is to, to read all 12. Then, like, you're on that path of, of being great, doing things excellently. But instead, so many of us just live in, well, it's good enough. And so what happens is over five years, that good enough just keeps us stuck, keeps us stagnant. Whereas if I am shooting for great, if I'm shooting for excellent, then even when I fail to hit those goals, and I'm talking, like, this is totally different than, like, well, it was good enough. No, this is like you're doing everything in your power to achieve them, and maybe you still come up short. It's still a win. Good enough for me is the idea of, like, well, I don't even need to attempt. I don't even need to really try. Like, it's that guise of maybe whatever, disguise, whatever maybe we're doing, we can make it seem like, well, I'm trying. So we can hide behind the excuse of, it's good enough, I'm trying, instead of being like, no, I need to read this book this month. If that means I read 10 pages a day, and if it's only a 300-page book, you're, 
you are guaranteed to finish it. Ten pages a day, right? And so if we don't just allow ourselves to get stuck in good enough, which after five years will make us feel very stuck, very complacent, right? Especially you think about all those things I named earlier. If it's just a good enough faith, a good enough relationship, good enough finances, good enough weight and health habits, after five years, it we will see poor results. Guaranteed. Think about five years ago, where you were at. What were the things you wish you would have done? And what are the things have you done? They maybe have you feeling like, man, I'm frustrated in this area of my life. And yet, if you would have just turned a little bit more effort into those things, you would have seen a huge difference. So it compounds. It's not just like, like this small thing. So one book a month for five years is 60 books. Instead, each year, well, it's good enough. I watched a documentary on Netflix. Okay, that is not good enough, right? It's not enough. Not if you want to be great. In the church world, I see this all the time. Well, if we just get, we can just get by. Let's just, let's just write a sign in Sharpie on white paper and stick it on the door. No, let's be prepared. Let's figure out what do we need to do next week that can allow us to print a nice sign. I'm not saying you got to spend a whole lot of money or whatever. I'm just giving you an illustration, obviously, too. But I'm just saying I've grown up in the church my entire life, and for some reason, we have this idea of, well, if it's for God, it just has to be good enough. No, if it's for God, I want it to be great. If I believe that this being created me, put me on this part of the universe for a finite short amount of time to do something with that time, I want everything I do to be great. In the church, good enough is not enough. We need to be doing things great. If we believe that Jesus truly died on the cross, rose again, gave us the power over death, then we need to be living into that with a great mindset, looking to do great things. And so some people are like, well, Tim, that's... No, I don't even know the excuses, right? Because I literally don't even like to think that way. No, the church should be doing great things. I think the world should be looking at the church of, hey, how do we love so well? How do we love so greatly? How do we uh, achieve and innovate in ways that maybe the world isn't yet? How, how, how are they doing that? I want the world to look at the church as maybe we're skeptical of what they believe. That's what Andy Stanley always says. Skeptical of what they believe, but inspired by how they do things and so and how well we love and how great we are at uh, extending grace and compassion and innovating and things like that I want us to do things great so why do I care so much about this well one of the things that I believe has changed my life and I encourage everybody to do it and I'm on top of it uh, in my own kind of habits is reading I never read I never read in college I maybe read one book towards the end of my uh, college career where I actually read the entire thing and I started reading books that I really wanted to and it began to change my life. Over the last three years, I have read so many books that have truly inspired me and so one of these podcasts I'll talk about maybe the five to ten top books that have changed my life because there's a lot of them that have and I think everybody should read and I don't, I, there's, I don't think there's an excuse. It doesn't matter how slow you are. I'm such a slow reader. And for me, I've set up the habit, hey, make sure you read at least 20 pages today. You have to read at least 20 pages. And so the people around me, those people around me that I'm, that they're trying to be great, they're all reading at a, a high levels. And so what does that do? That pulls me up. Okay, I need to be reading as well. So we can have things to talk about, right? Because when they're talking about the books they're reading, I don't want to be left behind. I want to I share input, the books that I'm reading. So one of the books that has changed my life 
is called Excellent Wins. It's by Orst Schultz, and he is a Christian, and he started Ritz-Carlton. And that jacks me up. I have a whole lot of different kind of dreams and goals, and uh, he talks about basically how you can achieve them. And the premise of the book is whatever you do, do excellently. So for him, good enough is not enough. He wants to, to strive for greatness, strive for excellence, and this entire book is so inspiring. And uh, whether you are in a business of, you know, just customer service or hospitality or whatever it is, even if you're behind the scenes, excellence should always be the goal. And so if you want the things around you to change from good enough to great, then you need to begin to change from good enough to great. So what you do needs to change. Well, it's good enough. No, it needs to change to what I do is great. And so, yes, my goodness, like not everybody nails it. I'm so in the meantime. That's why I'm talking about this. So my podcast is called that because it takes time. I want to do things great over time. I'm going to learn from the mistakes and the situations where I do just good enough. Right. And so then I'll be like, OK, next time I want to be great at this. I don't want to just do good enough. And for everybody out there that's like, man, Jen, this is really selfish or this is really harsh or whatever. The Bible talks about being great. And I think we're to live into it. Like I said, I think the church should be the place that does great things, not just good enough things. And why? what is a scripture that I actually have to back this up? Jesus says it is, it is okay to want to be great. Aim for greatness. So how do we do that? Jesus says, to be great, you have to serve. So, wait, what? now we're kind of like realizing that this whole being great, not just doing things good enough, is actually less about you and more about the other people in your life. So when I say that idea of I don't want a good enough marriage, that's because I want a great marriage because I want to make sure that my wife knows how much I love her, how much I care about her, that I'm trying to get better so that way our marriage can get stronger. I tell people all the time, listen, modern medicine, healthy eating habits, I could be 110, 120 years old, all right? That means my wife will probably be that age too because women outlive men. And so that means we got like 80, 90 years left to be married. I don't want just a good enough marriage for 90 years. I want an incredible marriage. For the next 90 years, every year, I want us to get better. I want us to do things even more great. I don't want good enough. So for me to make sure that I'm working on being great, it has less to do about me and more to do about the people around me. In your life, for things to, to, to get better and to change from good enough, you have to get better and change from good enough to great. When we add more value to people, that's when life truly feels like, hey, we're moving forward. Things are getting better. It's not just good enough. This is great. I'm living a great life. And this can look different for every single person. So you have to take it to heart and figure out what it is in your life that, hey, I could start doing this great. Not just good enough, but great. So that's that. That's my tangent. And uh, maybe it inspired you. I don't know. But uh, maybe just this week, focus on one thing. That you can say, hey, you know what? Good enough is not enough. I don't want to just do good enough in this area. I want to make sure that I'm spending maybe five minutes every morning in prayer. Just saying, hey, God, I want to raise my awareness of you. I don't want a faith that's just good enough that I just get to say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. Blah, blah. No, no. I want a 
powerful, miracle-working faith where things that other people say, well, that can't be done, I show up and say, no, no, my God can do amazing, impossible things. It can be done. That person's life can be changed. We have to choose to, to step along with them and believe that God is going to do amazing things. So anyway, again, I'm scattered because I'm thinking about so many different things all the time, and I just want to make sure that what I'm doing is great. Good enough is not enough. I'll close with this. I love this quote from, uh, from Pastor Craig Rochelle, and he says, When the leader gets better, everyone gets better. All right, thanks for listening to Timmy Riggs' podcast, Life in the Meantime. Have a good day.